Season 3, Episode 82, our midweek bonus episode, which is getting recorded a little early because, well, first off, uh, <clears throat> it's being recorded on Memorial Day, so I'm taking the day off from work. I have some extra time. And besides that, uh, the next day that I normally record the podcast for the midweek version, midweek episode is on Tuesday, but no, we wouldn't pass this up. We're going to meet up with Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew's mother otherwise known as my sister, and her husband, so we can catch up on all the stupidity in our own family. That's right. I mean, look, even I have deserved a little stupidity from my own self. But uh, in the meantime, I've got plenty of stupidity to share. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. If you're looking for stupidity, you're always going to find it right here. I'm Eric Lane, especially feeling insane today. It's a kind of a shortened week because of the Memorial Day holiday. But And there might be, I don't know, maybe slightly fewer or shorter stupid stories. But they're stupid nonetheless. And of course, because of the holiday, that's probably why there isn't as many or as more as lengthy. But um, of course... The holidays also give us more opportunities to be stupid, so I'm sure we'll be having much more stupidity coming later. <coughs> However, it's all going to be five stars. It's worth five stars. You should give it five stars when you rate and review the podcast. Now, this is the midweek bonus episode, so it might be nice to give us a bonus five-star rating. Uh, since this is coming out midweek, this is, of course, one of two of the episodes every week. We've got um, the weekend feed coming up, <clears throat> which will be with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. I'll be getting to spend, well, by the time the podcast drops, I will have spent some time with Pancho's mother and father, which would be my sister and brother-in-law, where I will probably find out any other stupidity that's going on. So... But at any rate, yes, I do hope you will subscribe so you will not miss any of the episodes that are uh, published. In fact, you don't want to go looking for stupidity. You want stupidity to find you. And you also don't want to be stingy with your stupidity. So please share the episode with some of your stupid friends. So, um, that you know, they, I'm sure they'll thank you for it later, you know. Um, and if you want to know of some serious redneck stupidity, I think this is about as futuristic redneck as you can possibly get. Now, uh, I've seen some of these. You may have heard of some people turning their buses into tiny houses. I've got relatives that turn a camper basically into a spare bedroom, complete with a window air conditioning unit, a DVD player, and a flat screen television with a waterbed. But have you heard about anybody turning a helicopter into something else? Well, they did. Blake and Morris, or Blake, or Blake Morris and Maggie Morton. They're both uh, U.S. Coast Guard helicopter pilots from Mobile, Alabama. They saw the main body of a helicopter for sale on Facebook Marketplace. So, well, they decided to buy it. Then they converted it into a camper. 
They say the aircraft had formerly been used by German military police and the U.S. military. They even started an Instagram account, at helicamper underscore RV. That's right, helicamper. This way they can document their progress in the conversion. It currently features numerous amenities, including outdoor speakers, an outdoor TV hookup, etc. The couple says they get a lot of honks when they take it out on the road. <laughs> the only thing that would make this even better would be if it could actually fly. <laughs> but anyway, there's a woman in the UK who claims that she can see the face of fictional character Gandalf the Grey from The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in the floorboards of the cottage that she rents out to the public. Isabel Haldane says the face was brought to her attention by her nieces after they sent her a photo of the spot on the floor. Halden says she now challenges her guests to find the face in the floorboards, and one group has already vowed to come back because they failed to locate it. She adds it's very privileged, it's very, it's very special, that is, having one of the greatest wizards from literary history living in our sitting room. We feel very privileged. The spot on the floor seems to show two eyes, a nose, a downturned mouth, along with the character's long mustache and beard. But look, you got to find what you can find in order to get that, you know, special, unique um, marketing tactic if you're going to be, you know, wanting to attract customers. Well, I love this. I mean... This is something I, I never saw coming. I can see it now. You know, come on, Barbie. Let's go party with Satan. There's a Christian influencer that's been trolled after warning parents that the new yoga-themed Barbie doll is a demonic attachment. Yasmin Siri a conservative Christian speaker, author, and singer who shares her religious beliefs on Facebook and YouTube recently went on this rant to her 20,000 Facebook followers claiming that Breathe With Me Barbie could lead to children becoming possessed by demons and suicidal. Her posts likening yoga to Satanism has so far more than 73,000 likes and 47,000 shares. Now, the doll, uh, well, which kind of sits cross-legged in a cloud pattern pajamas next to a little dog, also wears a crescent moon-shaped necklace charm with a button that, when pressed, prompts Yoga Barbie to recite five guided meditations. There are also four cloud emojis on pegs that can be placed onto pu the puppy's head to express an emotion while the doll is equipped with 15, 15 joints, allowing it to contort into an array of yoga poses. Now, Mattel advises the doll to help children practice self-care and inspire mindfulness, but Shuri claims the doll is Satan's attempt to use children to indoctrinate them for his glory. Then when he is done, he will destroy them. Let me just throw, let me just throw this theory out here, okay? There's a real possibility that this Christian influencer is just a kook. I don't want to take sides, but 
I think even Ken has his doubts about Breathe With Me Barbie. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. You know what they also said? You know, what, they're, 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 these are the same people that would tell you how to grow hair on your palms, too. Yeah, well, here, another mashup. Please, make it stop. Okay, somebody now at Nabisco has come to the realization that these two things are the same shape and size, so why not? But does this sound good to you? There's this mashup of Ritz crackers and Oreo cookies. They've gone on sale. Yes, they went there. The ability, they they actually were giving them giving them away, but you do have to pay four dollars for shipping now. Here's how it is. One half is an Oreo cookie with the cream. The other half is a Ritz cracker with the peanut butter. So it's like um, shoving an Oreo and a Ritz bits in your mouth at the same time. Now, you could have snagged a box at oreo.com slash Ritz, but you would have had to act fast because once they sold out, it doesn't sound like they're going to be in stores anytime soon. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing more and more of these. Let's just see more mashups then. Why not? You know, I mean, how about my list here of food mashups I want to see now that there are risorios? How about baked po tacos or rice crispy creams, macaroni and Cheetos? Don't put that past somebody. York peppermint Pringles, mashed potatoes and gogurt. Mm. How about Miller Genuine Donuts or Communion Waffles? I kind of like that idea. Yeah, you know, have a Communion Waffle and then eat the waffle and take a sip of syrup. Bacon and Kegs. Yeah, well, some people actually do actually eat that already. How about this mashup? Cinnamon Toast Croutons. Reese's peanut butter cup noodles. And finally, the meat gum. I don't know, folks. I think the mashups are just getting a little out of hand. But this is the stupid idea that deserves, well, an equally stupid name. You know, I'm recording this uh, midweek bonus episode on Memorial Day because, well, I'm going to be busy tomorrow visiting my uh, sister, which would be Pancho Guerrero's mommy. But everyone's celebrating Memorial Day out on the grill. And for grilling season, we've got Miller Lite, who's come up with a beer-infused charcoal. Yes, they're calling it beer coal. And they've added a silly slogan. Turn Miller time into griller time. They announced it last minute and started selling them on their website for 12 bucks a bag, and they immediately sold out, but posted a note that said it'll be back soon. Not really clear if they'll sell it in stores or not, but within minutes, somebody was already trying to sell a bag on eBay for $250. Miller's press release said it could be purchased nationwide, but maybe that's just meant online. I don't know. But each briquette is infused with concentrated Miller Lite. So it's supposed to give whatever you grill a slight beer taste. 
They say the food cooked over it is, quote, safe for all ages, though. So the charcoal itself won't get you drunk, I guess. So, hey, good news for those of you who want your barbecue to smell like pee-pee. <laughs> well, this video is just nuts because it almost looks sped up. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. There's a 40-year-old guy in West by God, Virginia, named Casey Oxley, and old Casey is facing charges after he intentionally drove his SUV smack into a Dairy Queen at full speed. Now, this happened around 7.30 in the evening, about 20 minutes outside of Charleston, West Virginia, and a nearby building security camera got the whole thing on video. He was in a Kia Soul, which appeared to be fairly new, he crashed straight through the front entrance and also a big window next to it. Luckily, the dining room had just been remodeled and hadn't opened yet, so no customers were inside. The owner says he almost reopened it that morning, but thankfully he listened to his wife who convinced him to wait until the next day. Obviously, now it'll need another remodel. Few employees were there, but it happened to be in the opposite corner of the building when it happened. So the guy did get out and then tried to assault several of the employees, though. He said he crashed into the building on purpose. Still not really clear why he did it. It is clear that he's facing five counts of attempted malicious wounding. Really, do we need to start putting up barricades around fast food joints? Well, there was video that surfaced also of a former NFL player named Brendan Langley trading punches with a United Airlines worker at the Newark airport. Langley whooped the guy pretty good, too. I saw the video. It was He was arrested. The employee, by the way, was fired. Because it turns out he might have been the aggressor. Well, there's a comment going around that supposedly from Alec Baldwin, of all people, of course, if it's if it's actually a real comment, it took some serious grapefruits for him to post it because it includes a little mini lecture on workplace safety. <laughs> this is what it says. The guy working at the airport is the victim. He came to work to do a job. The other guy with his big mouth is guilty of workplace abuse where people come to work with an expectation of safety, even civility. This blankety-blank, who hit this guy, should be put on the no-fly list. Isn't this kind of like Tucker Carlson lecturing people on telling the truth? Jeez, I don't know. Well, here's a story of a very one-determined raccoon. Santa Ana Cruz, or the, the Santa Cruz Animal Shelter in California writes in this Facebook post that a local resident called the Wildlife Emergency Services number to report a raccoon had chewed a hole in their roof and then gotten stuck trying to climb through. The shelter said the homeowners were told how to push the raccoon through the hole so it would not suffocate. Then they noted the raccoon actually turned out to be a mother and was reunited with her babies nearby and that Wildlife Emergency Services personnel are now helping the homeowner to set up a repellent barrier to safely and humanely have Mama and her baby coons move along to a more appropriate home. But you got to say, the picture was worth a thousand words.
Well, this was a very ugly picture where an angry 55-year-old UK customer blockaded a McDonald's drive-through for two hours and only left after the police arrived. Stuart Yates refused to move his car from the drive-through window after a stalemate row over a refund for his sausage and egg McMuffins. He parked his car, blocking any cars behind him from getting past or leaving. After the 9.30 a.m. stalemate in Leland, Lancashire, Mr. Yates ordered two McMuffins off the breakfast menu for his son and his friend and was asked by the staff to wait in the car park while the meals were made. He claimed that when they... When he told the staff he waited for over 15 minutes previously, they gave him a cash refund instead of putting it back on the card that he paid with. The motorist then said, A girl came out and threw my money and change onto my car roof and said, Leave or I'm calling the police. Mr. Yates said he would wait all week if needed for a refund to be put back on his card, but after a two-hour holdup at the drive through a visit from the Lancashire police. He actually then finally drove off. After the holdup, Mr. Yates said, A week ago, I got I was made to wait in the car park for over 15 minutes. You need to put the money back onto his money card. He doesn't want cash. He wants it on his money card. Look, cash is cash. Money is money. What's the difference? Obviously, a two-hour difference. Well, I'm not much of a flower person. I have a, not a brown thumb, but a black thumb. I pretty much kill things instantly. So, But I know there's a lot of folks that love peonies. The little cute little flowers, right? Well, peonies in the University of Michigan's Nichols Arboretum had a wee bit of help blooming this year after environmental engineer professors showered them with an unlikely fertilizer that would be human urine. Researchers and professors Nancy Love and Krista Wigginton are passionate about pee, especially when it comes to peenies. After receiving a $3 million National Science Foundation grant in 2016, the duo began testing advanced treatment methods and spreading the word about the environmental and economic benefits of utilizing urine as a fertilizer at the Nichols Arboretum's show-stopping heirloom peony garden. Did I say it was $3 million in grant funding? Talk about pissing away that grant money. The Arboretum makes for a beautiful landscape to demonstrate the power of pea fertilizer. That's right. Your tax dollars at work, folks. Sending grant money to study pea. Now, this Arboretum contains over 200 American, Canadian, and European 19th and 20th century peony varieties. The Arboretum rounds out to about 800 peonies. Nearly 10,000 flowers when in bloom. Man, I can hear it now. Hey, it's really beautiful in here, Tom, but why does it smell like a toilet? I mean, if pea is a great fertilizer, why isn't New York City's Times Square teeming with wild flowers?
You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. During a press conference in Japan, President Biden admitted that the U.S. economy has problems. And when trying to identify the main problem, someone in the audience handed him a mirror. Joe added that it would be a haul before Americans see total relief from inflation and soaring prices, so also known as November whenever he's voted out. According to a recent survey, 6 in 10 moms say they struggle with planning activities for their kids during the summer months. The other 4 in 10 throw them outside and lock the doors, like my mother did with me. The recent study of 2,000 mothers with children between 5 and 12-year-olds finds that 2 and 3 want to make the summer break special for their kids but aren't really sure how. An island vacation is always fun for the kids, as long as it's not Epstein Island. Jif's creamy, crunchy, natural, and reduced-fat peanut butters have all been linked to a salmonella outbreak across 12 states that has left 14 people sick, or as most American fast food joints call it, a good week. The J.M. Smuckers Company announced a voluntary recall of more than 50 Jif peanut butter products due to potential salmonella contamination. Now they feel like J.M. Schmuckers. An 83-year-old priest in North Carolina is speaking out about how he abandoned his job to become a porn star. The priest says it was easy because he was already wearing a robe. The Taliban is forcing female TV anchors in Afghanistan to wear face coverings. They got the idea, I think, after watching Nora O'Donnell on the CBS Evening News. A bride and groom that both work as Hollywood stunt doubles decided to light themselves on fire on their wedding day, or as Johnny Depp called it, a smart move. The couple's fire was eventually extinguished by the groomsmen, which was strange because usually that's the mother-in-law's job. Colin Cantwell, the man who designed the spacecraft in Star Wars films, has passed away. You can expect Star Wars fans to fly their tidy whities at half-mast. To Star Wars fans, this man was like a friend, which is something they don't really have a ton of. Apple is developing a windowless, self-driving car. Now, for the first time ever, Apple users are 
clamoring for windows. The good news is you won't need a gas pedal. All you'll need to do is just ask your Apple car to do anything and the rainbow wheels will spin for 30 minutes. The Apple car is expected to launch in 2025. In the meantime, you can still drive around completely in the dark by listening to NPR. After outrageous beer prices at the PGA Championship, golf fans say the tour is taking advantage of them because everyone knows it's impossible to enjoy golf sober. The PGA Championship was caught selling cans of Michelob Ultra for 18 bucks each, and I can only imagine that they would charge for a beer that actually contains alcohol. The prices were so outrageous, even Tiger Woods didn't drink and drive. The U.S. CDC said there is one confirmed case so far of monkeypox and four suspected cases in the U.S. Now, this monkeypox situation may force the woke left to reconsider its new children's book by Curious George. <clears throat> Fentanyl crossing our borders has killed 107,000 under Biden. Monkeypox has canceled three orgies. Naturally, the corporate press is all in on monkeypox. President Biden is calling the country's record high gas prices part of an incredible transition from fossil fuels. Now, if only we could make a presidential transmission transition away from fossils like him. According to a new study, nearly two-thirds of Americans think drones will deliver their takeout by the year 2027. We're used to hearing about drones dropping bombs, but I guess if they're delivering something like Taco Bell, they're dropping belly bombs. Now, the survey of 2,000 adults also finds 62% believe the majority of cars on the road will be electric by the year 2030. If that's the case, then prices better drop because... Right now, the only people who can afford a Tesla are members of Congress attacking Elon Musk. The last standing public payphone in New York City was removed from Times Square's streets. Well, payphones, you know, are spotty, largely unreliable, and generally pretty crappy. Oh, wait, wait, I'm actually thinking of Verizon Wireless Service. Sorry. Well, to commemorate the old tech being pulled and taken to a museum... Here are a few words from the last phone booth. You know, it ain't easy being the last freestanding public payphone in New York City. If I ever do get a phone call, it's either the wrong number or Kanye West calling, asking to talk to God. It's so sad. Does anybody ever check on him? You think my son ever calls me? No. Last I heard, he was working up north as a prison phone. It keeps him very busy. Oh, oh God, what's that? Oh, here I come. Is it my time? Here I come. Maybe I'll be reincarnated as a city bike. The phone's removal marks the completion of the city's nearly decade-long effort to replace the outdated technology with Lynx NYC kiosks, which offer free Wi-Fi, domestic calling, mobile device charging, and 911 access. They're also the perfect place for homeless people to masturbate. A man in northern Mexico reportedly fell through a sinkhole while he was sleeping and uh, woke up inside an underground drug cartel tunnel. He sustained some minor injuries from the fall, but luckily there were plenty of painkillers down there. Indiana lawmakers are fighting to make it illegal for men to complete or to compete in women's sports, but thankfully ladies can still compete in men's sports or else they'd have to dissolve the entire New York Jets team. 
Up to 50,000 migrants are waiting in Mexico to cross the southern border of the U.S. days after a federal judge ruled to keep the Title 42 uh, health order in place. When asked about a comment about 42, our president said, that was a great movie about Jackie Robertson, man. None of us have any idea what's really going on at the border, so for the first time, we all now feel exactly like Kamala Harris. A new report claims New York is struggling to get rid of an extra 700,000 gallons of hand sanitizer. That's because after Governor Cuomo resigned, the women in his office no longer needed to soak themselves in it after every staff meeting. The hand sanitizer was produced by prison labor in the early days of the COVID pandemic. Some people say it's the cleanest thing to come out of the prison system since Martha Stewart. New exciting research reports moderate egg consumption may provide a major boost to heart health. One day they're bad for you. One day they're good for you. These food scientists flip-flop more than the average politician. Scientists say eating up to one egg daily can increase the amount of heart-healthy metabolites in the blood, thus lowering your risk of cardiovascular disease. But the main problem is the average American will have that one egg with a pound of bacon. The discovery of new fossils in Argentina suggests gigantic dragons were flying around Earth alongside dinosaurs 86 million years ago. Now, most would agree that we're lucky to have traded gigantic dragons for Argentine, Argentinian women with gigantic butts. Scientists in Argentina discovered a new species of flying reptiles as long as a school bus, and it are called the Dragon of Death. And right now, most of us are hoping that they make a serious comeback. Firefighters are called to a school in Brazil to remove a mountain lion from the boys' bathroom. Now they've gotten almost as many predators out of school as the libs of TikTok. Of course, on the bright side, the boy got to tell his teachers that the cat ate his homework. Also, anyone who's been to an NFL stadium knows this isn't even close to the worst thing you can find in the bathroom stalls. And a former NFL player has been arrested after he was caught on video fist fighting with that United Airlines employee. In fact, it was such a brutal and despicable crime. He is now being signed on by the Las Vegas Raiders. As the winner of the fight, he'll now face off against uh, airline boxing champ Mike Tyson. When addressing the issue of policing during a recent press conference, President Biden said there are those who seek to drive a wedge between law enforcement and the people they serve. Yes, Joe, scientists have a word for them. They're called Democrats. He added that there are those who, quote, peddle the fiction that public trust and safety are in opposite to one another or in opposition to one another. The camera then cut to a picture of his buddy, AOC. Americans are planning to be thrifty with their next summer vacation, as most fear they won't be able to afford their getaway due to inflation. Yeah, sure, gasoline is up, what, 100%? Airfare is through the roof. Grocery prices are soaring. But other than that, I don't see why travel is so tough. Over half of the 2,000 adults surveyed, that's like 56%, don't believe they can pull the trigger on a vacation plan this year because of rising costs. Yeah, I mean, after looking at the price of a week-long vacation these days, they just want to pull the trigger in some other way. A new study finds the fish in our oceans are filled with drugs. I always knew there was something fishy about them. 
Of course, this also explains why they're always carrying around tiny scales. Scientists at the Florida International University tested the blood of 93 bonefish and found pharmaceutical drugs in every single one, not to mention all the seaweed they've been consuming. Star Wars actor Hayden Christensen said he'd be open to starring in a spin-off TV series about Darth Vader. Yeah, after the past two years, he says there's nothing easier than wearing a mask all the time. This is such exciting news, though, for Star Wars fans. Mom's basements everywhere are absolutely rocking right now. A filmmaker has made a Winnie the Pooh slasher movie in which Pooh and Piglet go on a killing spree. This, of course, after the movie has now entered the public domain. And all this time, we thought Eeyore would be the serial killer. It's now considered the most offensive Pooh saga since the one that involved Amber Heard. And finally, Colin Kaepernick is auditioning to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, amazingly, he is now the worst bet in all of Las Vegas. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards start off with the top-seeded official in the least populated county in the state of Texas getting arrested. Loving County Judge Skeet Jones is accused of livestock theft and organized criminal activity. A special ranger with the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association confirmed Judge Jones and three others, including a county employee, are accused of picking up the East Strait cattle and selling them. Judge Jones and Cody Williams and Jonathan Alvarado and Leroy Medlin were all booked into the Winkler County Jail before they bonded out. Special rangers have been investigating for more than a year. By law, if a stray or loose livestock animal roams onto a property, the property's owner must report the livestock to the, to the sheriff. The sheriff's office would then contact the livestock's owner and work toward reunification. Now, Jones and Williams are officially charged with theft of three head of cattle in organized crime. Alvarado charged for theft of one head of cattle in organized crime, and Medlin is charged for organized crime. 
Now, more charges are expected, according to the NBC affiliate in Austin, Texas. You know, livestock theft is a serious offense in Texas, almost as bad as a moving violation. This guy picked up a bunch of cows. It's like he was in a bar hitting on the hosts of The View. And then there's 29-year-old Brevard County, Florida man accused of blowing up the mailbox of a landscaping customer over a dispute over payment. Now, the county sheriff's office arrested Petter Dusick after a deputy said he showed up at the home on First Street in Merritt Island, Florida, to pick up payment for landscaping services from the previous owner of the home. However, the owner of the home said he had told Dusick to come to the house before 2 p.m. the following day because he would not be home until late. Dusick allegedly talked to the owner's mother, who reiterated her son was not home. Witnesses said Dusick got back into his black SUV, drove down the road, turned around, put something in the mailbox, and minutes later, kabooey! Surveillance video from local homeowners corroborated the witness accounts. Now, deputies said the explosion not only destroyed the mailbox, it bent a street sign next to the mailbox and threw shrapnel 50 feet from the detonation site. Dusick was already listed as a violent felony offender of special concern who was on parole for a previous sentence. And yet he got a job. He's now facing charges, including discharging a destructive device, possession to destruct a device to cause bodily harm, and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. You don't want this guy delivering anything to your mailbox, but at least he drops stuff off in a way faster than UPS could ever do it. This guy was really upset. He didn't get paid for his landscaping services. I mean, with his anger issues, he's probably better off just staying at home and trimming his own bush. Or how about this story? A Maryland man suspected of armed robbery at a 7-Eleven convenience store learned that haste makes waste when he dropped his wallet and ID while he fled the scene. The incident happened in Tacoma Park, Maryland. The suspect reportedly entered the store with a revolver and demanded cash from the register. He apparently fled with the money in a Chevy Camaro, but not before leaving something really important behind. The suspect dropped his wallet that had his ID while he fled the store, according to the account. Now, it was unclear whether any arrests were made following the incident. Fox News Digital reached out to the Tacoma Park Police Department, but didn't immediately hear back. Tacoma Park is, what, maybe a Washington, D.C. suburb in the metropolitan area. But this, this had to be the second most dangerous thing in that 7-Eleven. I mean, right behind the three-day-old hot dogs. This guy would forget his brain if it wasn't in his head. Well... That's assuming if he actually had a brain. And what about this? A trespassing suspect with his pants opened and genitals exposed explained to Florida police he was doing a chant and cleansing himself spiritually. When he was discovered at 2.15 in the morning on the premises of a closed Mexican restaurant, according to a court filing. Now, cops say 29-year-old Kenneth Gray tripped a silent alarm when he jumped the fence at the Red Mesa Cantina in St. Petersburg. When the officers arrived at the restaurant, Gray was seated inside a fenced area near the outdoor bar of the Florida establishment with his pants opened and genitals exposed. 
Gray was detained and subsequently charged with loitering, prowling, and uh, which was all a misdemeanor. After being read his rights, Gray reportedly acknowledged trespassing and told police he was doing a chant and cleansing himself spiritually. He's locked up in lieu of $250 bond and has been ordered to stay away from the restaurant. His rap sheet includes prior convictions for trespassing, obstructing police, and possession of an open container of alcohol. Maybe he was just doing a chant in a, sp in a spiritual way. You know, kind of like a snake charmer. Well, in this case, I guess it was a trouser snake charmer. I don't know. I'm not sure, though, about the spiritual cleansing part, but something tells me this man definitely enjoyed a few spirits. And you got to check this one out. A Lakeland, Florida man was arrested after telling deputies nobody was in his home despite lights turning off and movement being heard from inside. Polk County Sheriff's Office had said that the deputies said they had arrived at the home in Lakeland after getting a tip about 29-year-old April Gonzalez, who had a warrant out for her arrest. When they reached the house, a man, 29-year-old Jonathan Fowler, left the home and locked the door behind him. Now, deputies said Fowler told them no one else was home, and he wouldn't allow them inside without a warrant. According to the PCSO's Facebook page, that seemed very peculiar given the way in which he quickly locked and closed the door. Even more particular or peculiar, how the lights began shutting off inside an empty residence and movement could be heard coming from within. Must have been termites or earwigs, ghosts maybe. Deputies said they began calling for Gonzalez over their PA system, though that didn't garner any response. However, deputies did say they brought out one of their canine deputies, and then Fowler admitted Gonzalez was inside the home. According to the deputies, they made their way into the home and were finally able to arrest Gonzalez, and Fowler was also arrested and faces charges for resisting an officer without violence. The deputy's social media stated that the involved canine unit was given a toy as a reward. There couldn't have been ghosts in that house! Mainly be, because even if even they're just too scared to actually live in Florida. Of course, I love the fact he told cops nobody was at home despite the lights turning off. I guess you could just say the lights were on, but nobody was home, right? Of course, you'll never believe this. A 39-year-old armed and intoxicated man robbed a Dollar General in Akron, Ohio. Akron police later identified the man as Rodney Willis and said he had a gun in his waistband, demanded to speak with the manager. Police said Willis walked to the rear of the store, grabbed back a toilet paper, and walked out without paying. Employees told police Willis continually touched the handgun in his waistband throughout the robbery. Willis was later arrested by police at a residence in the 800 block of Bank Street in Akron, with police reporting a silver and black BB gun located next to where he was found sleeping. Police said during the investigation that Willis had previously made threats to rob the store one month earlier, he was charged with aggravated robbery, carrying a concealed weapon and theft, according to the Akron police, and was sent to Summit County Jail following his arrest. And all of this just to rob a bag of toilet paper. I mean, the court's going to wipe the floor with this clown. Of course, he was intoxicated. Must have been participating in the local dollar beer night. Okay, and one more. A Washington man was arrested after he allegedly fired a crossbow at two people during an argument. At 12.40 in the morning, or 1240 in the afternoon, officers went to the 1700 block of North Michigan Street in Plymouth, Indiana, for a battery report. 
At the scene, police learned a verbal altercation had taken place, and the suspect, who was identified as 38-year-old Andrew Edgar of Tacoma, Washington, was allegedly fired. Uh, he allegedly fired a crossbow at a man and a woman. Edgar was then taken to the Marshall County Jail on charges of criminal recklessness. <laughs> Sounds like he might have had a little too much hate in his heart. Hopefully he gets struck with Cupid's arrow instead. I mean, crossbows are pretty cool, I'll admit, but this incident shows that they do have their drawbacks. Well, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it, okay? Give it a five-star rating, because these are at least five-star stupidity. And if you write a stupid review of the podcast, I just might read it on the upcoming episodes. You know, when you rate and review the podcast, it always helps it to show up prominently in searches for those who are desperate and searching for stupidity. And of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds since you just don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. By the way, if you subscribe to the podcast, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. And another little hack, if you download every episode, you can then listen buffer-free if you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage. By the way, if you're looking for a really good podcast app, I certainly recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store. It's absolutely free, very customizable, and for a couple of different paid versions, you get even more customizing options. And by the way, besides this feed, of course, there's another feed that always comes in the weekend, which features... Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. We've got much more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And by the way, Pancho always tries to share his sage wisdom, answering questions from people seeking to know life's biggest secrets. They ask Pancho about some of these questions and he gives you his answers. And you can also play along with Pancho in our weekly round of Ends to the Insane Game Show. You can also interact with the podcast when you download and install the Telegram Messenger app. Then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. In that, I post a lot of the links to some of the stupid stories you hear in every episode. And then you can read about it, see the videos, check out the pictures, you know, share the articles with your friends. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's available for desktop or mobile versions with platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me on social media with the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And you can get all of this stuff all in one stop shop at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. And my final thought before I close out this midweek bonus episode, I'm guessing I probably burn about a thousand calories every time I try to put a fitted sheet on the bed by myself. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, 
and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.